0: Welcome to the Ordinary Day Podcast. My name is Diane.
1: And my name is Pete. Welcome back. Yeah. To another Ordinary Day Podcast. Woohoo. This is exciting.
0: We're back on schedule.
1: Yeah. So, we're going to talk about something later today, right? What were you thinking?
0: Yes. I was thinking about talking about intercollegial sports.
1: Intercollegial sports. That's a fun word. (laughs) Intercollegial.
0: Yeah basically means university sports, and my realization about the time it takes to participate in these things, and just kind of some insights.
1: Okay, sounds good, but Mm -hmm. as always, before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about what's new with us since last time, so since last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're, We're on another Sunday of a nice weekend, and this was the weekend that... Uh, many many fairs exist across at least the GTA. It seems um, my older brother took his kids to the Markham Fair up north. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a that's a, a annual thing that's been going on a long time. I think I went there once as a kid. I b- sort of remember it, but not too okay. too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually kind of neat. One of my one of my friends did photography and actually had a exhibit there. Oh, cool. Which was pretty cool when he's just in high school, already sharing this work. Um, But what we did is we actually went to the Niagara area, or specifically to a little town called Jordan, Ontario, where they have their annual uh, Pioneer Day celebration on Saturday.
0: Yes. And this is what you grew up going to your whole life.
1: Yes. So right? I, have, I do have a lot of family on my mom's side down in the Niagara area. And uh, yeah, as usual, we, we, this has become a bit of an annual thing. It's sort of replaced our extended family uh, Thanksgiving, if you will. It's mm-hmm. around the same time. Um, and it's, it's more traditional than anything. It's it's fun, though, I guess. Yeah, I think it's just
0: kind of nice. I think we used to try and fit in like a Thanksgiving on like the Saturday. But because, you know, people grow up, they get married, they have already two families worth of Thanksgiving to participate in. It's yeah. nice to have this kind of extended family one the week before. And it also happens to be Pioneer Day weekend. So it's just kind of nice for all the kids to go back and experience Pioneer Day.
1: Yeah, and, and Pioneer Day, this is the other exciting thing, that has been going on for years, at least since uh, as long as I remember existing. Um, but apparently next year they're going to shut it down, possibly just for a year to do some more renovations to uh, the park ground where it takes place. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a big deal because it's sort of a change. It's like the traditional one that I've always grown up with is still going on. Um, but this is like the last time. So it's like, I made an effort to go out to see it.
0: Mm -hmm. And what kind of things are there at Pioneer Day?
1: So Pioneer Day, um, after talking about Mark and Ferris, is going to sound a lot less exciting. It's very, very basic. Um, it was exciting for me as a kid because my, my grandfather was a blacksmith and one of the coolest things about him at Pioneer Day is he would, uh, hand, hand make little horseshoes for all the kids um, which they could take with them, and it was really neat seeing the process of it and it 's like this is this is my grandpa and he's he 's really good at it, like immediately within minutes of boom boom, boom, and he 'd even let you like help you would, you could you could grab the rod <laughs> as a little kid and stick it in the super hot thing, It's <laughs> like different time, you know different yep. time
0: yeah <laughs>
1: um he he 's long since passed a uh, a long time ago um there was a replacement blacksmith for a while, he seemed to take a lot longer was not there this year um and there's things like candle making doing the traditional mm-hmm. pioneer way uh, dipping it in the waxing and then dipping it in water there's rope making which was actually kind of cool i don't remember seeing that previous years but this year it was a big hit with the young girls because they basically turned the ropes into skipping ropes and everyone was running around having a good time with that mm mm-hmm. Uh, in previous years, they had some uh, like a mini petting zoo. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yep. With the little horse and the chickens and whatever else. Um, they weren't there this year either. It was pretty bare bones. So uh, exception to that, it's the other highlights are really the food and it's it's generally apples. So you can get these really great homemade apple fritters.
0: Mm, they're delicious. Um,
1: and uh, apple cider if you come early enough before it's sold out. So well, right can, now yeah. we are actually enjoying some yes. apple cider.
0: Two different varieties. Mine mm. is warmed up and it's delicious. And Pete's has a little. I'm little having bit, a cold one. A cold one with a little bit something extra in it.
1: A little boost.
0: How's that working? It's all right. Okay, I like it. Not yes. too strong. You can always get like a glass of apple cider or like a cup of it. But getting some to take home in like a jug.
1: Yeah, a cup. Of, you got to go a little earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all in all, uh, you can pretty much experience all of Pioneer Day in about, I don't know, 30 minutes in mm-hmm. that little section.
0: Mm-hmm. <gasps> you didn't talk about the cannon.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, there's a cannon too. That's right. There's a little cannon and it's over a valley, so it uh-huh. shoots a, uh, I guess just gunpowder. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't actually shoot anything, but out towards a valley, so it mm-hmm. just makes a really loud booming noise that yeah. just echoes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like It's really it 's more of a nostalgia thing for me. It mm-hmm. would be interesting to hear your thoughts on it because you sort of come into it many, many years later right mm-hmm. and it 's like this this is important to me because it was really uh it's it's so it 's all nostalgia like my my grandfather when he was alive, he lived like next to the property where they do this mm-hmm. uh, so much so that we could like jump their fence and then we were in the grounds mm-hmm. um, we didn 't pay admission. we were just <laughs> little kids running around having fun. Um, but we would get like apple cider and bring it back. And it was like, I don't know. It was just fun. It was a special, special thing.
0: I don't, yeah, I don't think it has to be all like flash and pizzazz when you do these kinds of, of events. Like this is pioneer day. The whole idea is to show how they lived back in the day and how they yeah. would make things and how they would use all the resources and go from apples to cider or go from milk to butter. Um, yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. That yeah, kind of thing. And they have
1: people dressed in the old dress. Mm-hmm. Um, they actually do have a wagon out front that's running on like steam power, which is kind of yeah. neat. It's like how that works. Um, and then there's a few, one of the nice things about my legacy of my, my grandfather, we all call him Opa because it's uh, Dutch. So he was our Opa. Um, but he has actually a plaque for one of the wagons that he also built for Pioneer Day, mm-hmm. which will always be there. Well, hopefully. We'll see after next year, but...
0: Oh, they'll definitely still keep it there. It'll just I don't be know. changed there's, around.
1: There's apparently a lot of big plans and renovating and tearing up the ground. So it's going to be a couple of mm-hmm. years before it comes back, but well, we'll see, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. I like it. It's got that, you know, Jordan's not huge, so it has that feel of it's a community coming together to put on this really kind of cool tight-knit event
1: yeah that mm-hmm. that is something that always happens i was there with uh, my cousin who lives who lived in the area and it's like she just runs into people from her high school constantly nice way back in the day or mm-hmm. or other relatives that live in the area it's like you just run into people that you knew back then um one other fun thing that happened um, I don't know if I shared this with you is I, I was there you weren't there yet mm-hmm. um, I was there with my cousin and uh, me and her walking around and at one point this lady stops us and is like hey you two need to stand over there and I need to take your picture oh, yeah, yeah. I'm for I the lo- from the local paper yeah I want to take your photo yeah. <laughs> I think it was for like snapped yeah snapped paper or something mm-hmm. But she just said, I want to take your photo for Snapped. And I was like, what, what is that? Is that some kind of weird app that I don't know about? Or, nice. Like, what does that mean? And she's like, it's our local newspaper or something, blah, blah, blah. So I might potentially be on the front page of a local newspaper now. Cool. I don't know.
0: I, I like how the version of the story I heard was how you two were very specific, how you were not a couple, <laughs> you were cousins. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I know, because she was like, why aren't you standing closer together? Like, get real close. And like. Uh, it's fine yeah awesome but it, I mean it was kind of an interesting um I don't know made me feel a little better about myself we were picked out I guess mm-hmm. we looked attractive enough to appear in a photo
0: that's true and as we were saying they needed the 30 plus demographic
1: <laughs> 30 plus I thought they were thinking 20 plus yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. we were pulling that off that's what it was yeah mm-hmm. there you go so anyway, so that Day. was Pioneer Day. Wee. Meanwhile, while I was out doing that,
0: yes. Diane
1: was once again...
0: I was playing Frisbee. Ultimate off, Frisbee.
1: Off doing her ultimate.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, conveniently, the tournament that I was at was in Hamilton. So I was able to just do a little 45-minute jaunt from Hamilton down to uh, Jordan. It wasn't even that long. I think it might have been half an hour even. Yeah. Um, so when I was done, I just came and joined you for the big dinner that was happening. But, big uh, family dinner. Yeah but I was playing frisbee. It was fun.
1: How was it? Any, any special things happen?
0: Um, no, not really. We, um, we played pretty well.
1: You didn't tear up uh, your shoes like last time where like the sole flew off.
0: Oh yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I don't think we told that story. No,
1: you didn't. You were trying to hold it all together with gorilla tape.
0: Pretty much. That you borrowed from me. Yes. So I realized that my cleats, the toe was kind of peeling away. The sole was kind of peeling away from the shoe. And it's been a really busy term. So I thought, you know what? These can probably last if I just like duct tape them together. I've seen people do that. Well, I think when people duct tape their shoes together and have them last another couple of months, um, they like fully do like a couple of layers of duct tape. I was just doing like one strip once around. So I thought that would hold, except it was a really um, wet weekend that weekend in Kingston, I guess, two weekends ago, last weekend. Yeah. Anyways, it was very, yeah, it does. It was very wet and, uh, yeah, basically I caught the grass a bit and that kind of peeled away the shoe and I think the water just helped break the adhesive even more and the whole like bottom part of my shoe came off. So I was basically in a, in a boot, (laughs) the shoe part (laughs) without any like cleat on it. So I was like super slippery. It was like a slipper. Um, so someone happened to have an extra pair of cleats with them that was my size so I used those and then Monday I like immediately went out and bought new cleats. And good news, my feet are a size five and a half children's. So my cleats only cost me forty five dollars.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. Forty five dollars for kids' shoes, though. For huh? kids'
0: shoes, yep. For soccer shoes that they might wear one season and then grow out of. So I can see how sports <laughs> expenses add up. But adult cleats, like there are some that you can buy. that are $300. Oh, 300.
1: Yes. Okay. That is a big difference.
0: It is. I mean, you can find adult cleats for, I think the guy asked me how much I wanted to spend. And I said like a hundred dollars. Cause you can get a decent pair for like 80 to like $115. Um, and he's like, okay, well don't worry about it because you're buying kids cleats. So they're already going to be way less expensive. Nice. So bonus that my feet fit them. And they're actually really comfortable. And my other ones were size six and I always had to wear two pairs of socks in them because they were a bit too big. So I think I'm actually down to like the correct size that I'm supposed to be wearing. Oh boy. Because <laughs> I can wear one pair of socks.
1: <laughs> you lead an interesting life.
0: <laughs> Don't I ever. Yeah. Anyways, there was no cleat falling apart. I think the most interesting thing slash tragic was we were warming up and one girl got hit in the face with a Frisbee. So she's got a big purple bruise on her nose. Nothing's broken. Didn't start bleeding or anything, but it left a mark when you get a solid connection with a disc, when you're not expecting it, you get a bruise.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Mm -hmm. How fast do you think those things go in the air?
0: I don't know, but they are hard plastic. They're hard plastic and they're, um, very like, I would say like narrow and thin, yeah. So it's almost like the point of impact is very specific rather than being hit with like a soccer ball where it's like kind of this big thing that can kind of the impact can spread out over a larger area. It's a very small impact area. And usually if you get hit pretty bad it's because you were not expecting a disc to come at your face. So, yeah, you don't have very much time to react.
1: <laughs> so this works well with our um, our subject intercollegiate sports mm-hmm. can go right into it um i would love a sub subject yeah of for sure. which which <laughs> which sport uh ball or object do you think hurts the most
0: oh interesting <laughs> um
1: because i mean i played basketball yep. um i've been hit by a basketball but even just mm-hmm. dribbling and like ugh, messing up your dribble where it hits the finger dead on and then you get a sprain. Yeah. That lasts for weeks. It does. And you're gone. Yeah. Um, And that's just a short distance. That's just like four feet from the ground to your -hmm. your arm.
0: Um, I've actually... I broke a girl's finger from a basketball once because oh. I passed the ball and she wasn't as reactive as I thought she would be. Wow. So I'm pretty sure her finger got broken from All that. All right.
1: So on basketball, so we're going to give a scale out of 10. Uh, we'll give that an eight.
0: That seems very high.
1: Too high? Okay. Yeah. Seven? Six? Six. We're going... Wow. Okay. Six
0: for a broken pinky so we're doing basketball.
1: We're doing seven then. We're going to go between my eight and your six. Okay. So that's basketball. Let's think of the next one. Football. I've never really been injured by a football, personally. I think people get more injured Mm -mm. by the football players. Yes. um, And less by the ball. I mean, you do see the Band-Aids on their hands. Normally, Uh, they
0: just have like their fingers taped up. I think it's just like a a a precautionary thing, maybe a grip thing.
1: Okay, so where would you rate a football?
0: Like... In terms of getting hit by a football? Yeah,
1: we're talking about and injury. And like just the ball? Yeah, like, oh, like two?
0: A th- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same thing with a mm, soccer ball, I would give a three or four. More than, eh? Because a football, I feel like there's not very many opportunities where you get hit surprisingly by a football. Yeah, um, soccer. You can just be like standing there, and someone hits it accidentally. You get like a ball right in your face.
1: So we're doing three for soccer. I think so. Soccer ball. Soccer
0: ball. Soccer ball. Most of the time, you get hit by one. and You just get winded. You don't necessarily have a big injury from it. So It's just like oh, okay, a ball okay. In the stomach.
1: So now let's get to your your beloved ultimate. I'm trying not to call it frisbee. Thanks. Because. Although you're doing it all the time, so
0: I do because it just comes out like that.
1: I guess it's easier for the for the layman to hear that because they don't know what you're talking about. I play ultimate. It's like, yeah. what are you like a fighter? <laughs> yeah, you in the USC?
0: Yeah, obviously, I have such a build of a USC fighter.
1: Um, yeah. So, what do you think? It hurts Frisbee?
0: like a a disc that you're going to get in your face that you didn't yeah. expect.
1: Yeah, she got a bruise.
0: Like it. So, what are we thinking?
1: <sighs> Like a five or a six? No, on our like, scale? An, like an eight. Eight? You think this is worse than basketball? I
0: think this is worse than basketball. Really? It hurts. I mm. mean, I guess a basketball. Okay, so in terms of like coming,
1: I strongly strongly disagree on that one. So you're okay. saying an eight? I was thinking like a five.
0: Okay, so it gets a six and a half.
1: Six point five. Now there must be one that's worse
0: than a basketball. Like shot put. <laughs> javelin
1: (laughs) javelin wins
0: but (laughs)
1: javelin's a 10
0: but i mean that's why they have safety things like if someone's throwing a javelin you're not allowed to be in it although there's definitely videos where the people are where the people are accidentally in the wrong spot or something and they get like pierced by a javelin there
1: you go i think we have a winner javelin's the winner (laughs) Um, if there's any sports you can think of and you want to provide your mm-hmm. rating of how painful yes. you think it is, please send us an email mm-hmm. at ordinary day podcast at gmail.com. Yes. I get that ordinary day podcast. at gmail.com. Yeah, correct. Cool.
0: Um, yes. I also feel like it just, it depends on like the toughness of the player too, because ultimate players are super tough. We play in like all kinds of weather. Yeah, but you just said it was just- the most
1: deadly sport thing until we got to javelin.
0: I wouldn't say deadly, it's just unexpected and it hurts. I thought it was like pain threshold.
1: Sure, pain threshold, sure. But I still think if you get hit by a basketball, you can... In your finger? In your face, especially.
0: Yeah, but you don't normally get hit by a basketball in the face.
1: It can happen <laughs> if you're not paying attention, just like the the ultimate, the, the frisbee player. Like same yeah. thing. If you were to exchange yeah. those two things, mm-hmm. I would say yes, number one, ten out of ten, javelin is the worst <laughs> one to get to the face unexpected. I think I think we hit that very well. Okay. Um but yeah, basketball is I mean they're they're more painful than a soccer ball, that's for sure.
0: Yes. I still think it, the impact like if you get hit in the face by a basketball, the yeah. impact is spread out over the okay. whole basketball, versus yeah. being drilled in the eyebrow by a frisbee, and mm. now just like smacking my face. Yes, you are. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah. Hmm. So okay,
1: Anyways. this is this is this is obviously we're not we're not in agreement over this. We're gonna need some third party to, to settle for us. So again, send us our emails. I, I'm 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 curious. Like I feel like if I googled basketball to the face, I would get bigger bruise gross disfigured faces than frisbee to the face yeah um oh and having I experienced both then. uh i don't know like just jumping around catching a frisbee or whatever i've never really like been out for weeks like i have been sprained or hurt from uh from a people on the face anyway moving on right. let's talk about intercollegiate sports what would you like to say mm-hmm. about this
0: um couple of things. Um, so the time commitment is really getting to me now. Um, maybe it's just because ultimate frisbee only can run in the fall and we basically have three tournaments that they're trying to fit in between the beginning of September and the middle of October, not including Thanksgiving. So we don't do anything on Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, so we basically have to have tryouts for a team practice, try and practice all together like we're a York Ryerson team, so practice all together and go to these weekend-long tournaments where you basically leave Friday night, come home Sunday night, I think basically have time to take a shower and go to bed. Yeah, so, so right, be now, up the next morning. right
1: now you're going to school five days a week. Correct. Uh, doing your eight hours, and then yeah. your weekends have been filled as well because yes. you've been traveling either yes. away and staying in hotel rooms or you're traveling uh, a decent amount playing games and then coming home really late. So really, it's like you have no time off anymore. Kind I've, of. and if I've you, hardly seen you, really. I know,
0: really. And if you throw in that I go to like a practice once a week, yeah. then that's also one evening where I'm also Three hours pretty much occupied because I live an hour away from York University. So, I mean, practice, yeah, can end at 7, but it still takes me till 8 o'clock, 8.30 to get home. Yeah. So then, you know, that's most of your evening too. Um, So the time is a lot. And even just things like logistics, like, hey, I'm going to be driving people. Drivers, please get in contact with your people. Okay, now I have to go into the master spreadsheet, Google Doc that we have, find their phone numbers, text them, make sure I get an answer, tell them... Like, you know, figure out like, okay, we have to be at the field at 1030. It's going to take us an hour to get there. I need to pick you up from this spot, which means I need to leave here at this time and then go get this person and then pick you up. Like, it's not just something that just takes two minutes to do. Like, it's, it's a bit of organization to sort.
1: Would it be easier if they just like met you at the university or something? If you had like a common spot where everyone could,
0: could meet? Yeah. They tried to do that. It seems
1: like you're going out of your way, making all these pit stops and. And for me personally it just it seems like uh, a lot of effort for the drivers and it's like why are you even volunteering then to be a driver it's like it's just putting so much extra pressure on you you're getting like nothing out of it you're just getting a ton of stress uh one you also mm-hmm. need to borrow a car because we don't mm-hmm. own one and sometimes they're mm-hmm. like well why don't you just go rent a car for us and it's like <laughs> why why did that duty get put on you i know you're the oldest or whatever so maybe it's like this they look at you like you're their mom or something and they just expect everything for free. But it's it seems if I was in that situation, mm-hmm. if I was like, oh, can you help me get a ride? I would go mm. out of my way to make it as easy as possible for the driver. Yes. And it's like I'd be like, where do you want me to meet you? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I can go to Young and Eglinton. Yeah. Whatever.
0: That is. I can go to Young and Lawrence.
1: <laughs> I can go to York University.
0: Yeah. That is I can my go downtown. too. I'll go
1: wherever you need me to go.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh." it did work out that the people that are in my car are at Ryerson university. So actually for me to go from our location, our apartment to Hamilton, Ryerson university is on the way. Okay. So it did make sense. And that's why I offered to them like, Hey, listen, like I know you live around Jarvis and Dundas or wherever. Um, I'll just come and pick you up. And they're like, sweet. That's awesome. That's really helpful. Someone else said, I'm coming from, I'm at such and such station. I'm like, can you be at Osgood Station? Because then I can just literally go onto to the gardener from there. And that's easy. Um, I think the team has tried to do a, hey, we're all going to meet at such and such a place. But it becomes, someone says like, oh, do you think like a bunch of us are in Markham? Do you think you could like come get us up here? And it's like, well, if I have to make just one stop to pick all you up, like I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, but yeah. I don't know why it has become this kind of arbitrary thing where I think they tried initially. They're like, maybe it's just easier if everyone meets at Yorkdale. And they're like, you know what? Just talk to the people in your car and just meet up wherever it's easiest.
1: Right, but that's putting more work. But that's putting you work on, where you on have to, us
0: to organize it. You have it. to
1: manage a group now.
0: Yes. So when I... <laughs> There's going to, I think there's practices this week and there's a practice weekend and I am severely limiting the time that I spend on this because this week I have a lecture to prep. I have a midterm to supervise and mark. I just got a note from the prof who was like, do you think you could start marking (laughs) like right away? (laughs) And I was like, that's fine because I need to do it and it needs to happen. So that's, but that's another thing that I have to get done and it's Thanksgiving. So we have a a dinner we want to go to. So I don't have time to go to all these practices Yikes! and to get there and get back. And I I understand that I need to be part of a team. That was another thing I wrote down, be part of a team Mm -hmm. and be involved. But there comes a point where it's like something's got to give. And when it's between my academic future and doing something towards a job that I could potentially have and playing Frisbee, which is not going to employ me, (laughs) Yeah. Then I I have to pick, unfortunately. So okay. That's that's really what I'm going to present them with, and I know it's. I don't like saying like oh it's because I'm like busy like sometimes it is because I'm busy, but
1: what is sometimes because you're busy?
0: <laughs> sometimes I don't like saying I'm busy because I don't feel like to that who? to the captains when I say like I okay. can't come because I'm busy. Yeah. Uh, because everyone is busy. Yeah. But also, not everyone is doing a PhD. Not everyone is married and is trying to, you know, put some effort into their marriage. Yeah. Not everyone um, is trying to also, like, teach. Not everyone lives right next door to the school. We have to travel. Yeah. Now, but some it, people definitely yeah.
1: are, are less busy, but some yes. people might be more busy.
0: They might be. And they Although have jobs. Although maybe not on your team,
1: because you're the oldest, right? So I'm the oldest. No one has kids, right?
0: No one has kids. Okay. Um, that would also be a, an interesting point. Yeah. Um, but it's also like when I was in undergrad, I had class and then I had free time yeah. and yeah, I had to do all my work during that free time or whatever, but I could mm-hmm. address things during that time. I am literally at school at eight o'clock in the morning and sometimes leave at five. So that's a nine hour day. Yeah. And I have done nothing except to be at school. Yeah. And I'm literally working there the whole time, training people, checking stuff. Analyzing data, talking to my prof.
1: Yeah. So I'm intercollegiate there. sports. Number yeah. one, huge time commitment.
0: Big time commitment.
1: Number two. Um, team loyalty.
0: Team, team loyalty.
1: Team spirit. team spirit. Team spirit.
0: Team spirit. We've actually we have we have pretty good spirit.
1: Is that two different um, things though? Like.
0: I I just group it as team life, I guess. Yeah. Um, bonding getting to know each other.
1: That's probably a cool thing.
0: Feeling that it is a cool thing. I've never
1: had that personally.
0: (laughs) Being able to walk around campus and be like, Hey, ultimate Frisbee team. I've
1: seen movies. I assume, I assume Mm -hmm. it's a cool thing based on movies. It can
0: be a cool thing. Uh, it's also why it's difficult for me to be like, listen, I can't, I can't be there because you want to be part of the team so much, but it's just, it's, it's the thing that's got to give. And you feel bad for not being there with your team because the whole point of being with the team is even if you are at a level that might be higher than a new person, you want to be there to teach them, to help them, to mentor them, and to learn with them and get to know them and practice and stuff. Yeah, but It's just like, I can't. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> so to do. I'm curious. Um, yeah. This is going to be totally different, so I don't know if you can relate or not. But mm-hmm. like the closest thing I can associate to that is I was in a band for 10 yeah. years And, uh, that's only a four piece or a five piece if you have a manager. Uh, but I don't, I don't know if that's a loyalty thing or a spirit thing, but you definitely over the course of time of doing something so intimate as Mm -hmm. write music together, you become a family. Yes. And certainly over time you start to have family bickering over silly (laughs) little things. (laughs) And then there's fights and they get very emotional and they get very... Mm-hmm. Uh trying. Um, I don't know if uh it's similar for you. I don't know if you maybe if you've been been with them for a longer period of time.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. We're with each other a very short period of time. Yeah. Um there was that feeling when I went to the first practice and there were people there from the team last year yeah. that had come back and I hadn't seen them all year. And that I had that moment of like this person's back and this person's back and it's not someone that you normally hang out with because they're in a completely different program and they're 10 years younger than you yeah uh but they're a super nice person to talk to and they're really chill and awesome you just don't talk to them all the time but then they're there and they're back and it's really exciting so we definitely haven't developed the bond that you would have had
1: yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't think so um
0: but i can i definitely can can relate the two i think
1: Mm-hmm. I think if you gave it enough time. Yep. That would certainly happen, but that's not mm-hmm. really likely, right? With intercollegiate sports, it it's would like be a, a rotating cast all the time, right? Yep.
0: And it's like a 4-year deal like four years. where you're on the team for the 4 years and then you're you're out.
1: But you're a PhD. Yes. and you're on the school team, correct? Yes. yes. So this is because it's still kind of a uh what's the word? a new sport.
0: I'm still a student. I can be on a sports team and be a graduate yeah, student.
1: But you would normally think that all the young people would get, like, the job just because they're, they're, they're spry, right? Oh, yes. Right? Yes.
0: I also think there's, like, a limit. You can only be on, like, a university team for, like, five years. I think there's okay. a max. So then you couldn't be on the team for like that, an extended okay. period of time. So
1: you're, you're on year two. Correct?
0: I'm on year two. Yeah. Cause I didn't play really. Is that sophomore? Sophomore? Sophomore. Yeah. Yeah. But in the last year of my PhD. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so you're going to do it, it again
1: next year, you think?
0: Uh, it depends. Team loyalty? Um. It depends. I would ideally like to be graduated.
1: Oh, okay. year
0: in the fall. <laughs> right, so it
1: probably won't, probably won't happen then.
0: So probably won't. I could always, depending on what I was doing, go back and help coach them. Wow. But I would have to give that some serious thought.
1: Okay, well, last question for team spirit and team yeah. loyalty. Was anyone on the team last year other than you that you are seeing again this year? Yes. How many?
0: Uh, eight.
1: Okay, so you would think you would have a bond with those eight.
0: Yeah, like I know them pretty well. Pretty well. Um, But we're not, we don't hang out a lot. We're not like super best friends. No. But I because know those them. Are nothing
1: like the Mighty Ducks.
0: No, no, I no, 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 nothing no. like that. So if I see them, I'll say hi, hey, how's it going? Yeah. But other than that, not, not really, no. All right. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Subcategory number three about intercollegiate sports. What do you got?
0: How much organization they take, which I have Ooh. alluded to already. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's part of time, I guess.
0: It is. It takes (laughs) so much time. And even just...
1: But outside of like the organization of, let's say, Mm -hmm. uh, spending time to get there and whatever. Yes. Organization within just actually doing the sport, like setting up plays and stuff like that. Yeah,
0: that is actually a really interesting point uh, because we have two team captains and they play on our team. And last year we had a coach too. So this is a person who didn't play. Um, but who was the one that was calling the lines Yeah, that was deciding what we we're going to do, mm-hmm. um, that was keeping track of score, uh, that kind of thing. So our captains for the first tournament in Kingston had to do all that and play. Mm-hmm. So they're literally passing this clipboard back and forth between their two different lines to be like, okay, we're putting this person on and then we're putting this person on and then they're trying to keep score and then they'll want to put on a different line just for one point. And they're going back and forth and there are points where we definitely like, we're not sure what score it was because board is being passed back so many times that we missed a a count or something or it'll be like 11 5 and then suddenly be 12 6 and we've only played one point so Mm. (laughs) something happened there um so this weekend because it was hamilton and closer they brought some of their friends in that were experienced ultimate players to one to take over the clipboard, scorekeeping, making the lines and when to take over, calling plays and paying attention to the game and seeing who needs what improvements.
1: That is one of the things that I noticed in, uh, in uh, my limited watching you play and even watching uh, Toronto Rush play mm-hmm. uh, is how self-managed it usually is. I mean, I guess it's different mm-hmm. with the Rush. They actually have refs, but yep. whenever you're playing a game, you're kind of your own refs.
0: Yes, that's which is true, very
1: different from other sports, and maybe we should just talk about ultimate for a bit here because maybe a lot of listeners don't even know what mm-hmm. the heck it is because it, mm-hmm. it sort of plays like soccer, except yes. if every time you caught a pass, you stopped, yep, yeah. and then you had the choice to either, well, kind of shoot, but mostly you're always passing, mm-hmm. um, and the goal is reached when it's much like football, where someone catches it uh, past the touchdown. Uh, line mm-hmm. and everything 's worth one point, right, yep, yeah, so that 's pretty straightforward mm-hmm. um, and it starts off with is it a coin toss, like how do you decide who goes first?
0: oh, you flip a frisbee <laughs> you
1: flip a frisbee, there you go, coin yep. toss of sorts so flying and, upright
0: uh, or face down, yeah yep. and then
1: uh, I guess yeah, Homer or away will'll mm-hmm. we'll go from there and and throw the fris the ultimate disc, whatever we 'll mm-hmm. call it mm-hmm. what do you call it discs
0: a disc okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, throw the disc as far as possible to the mm-hmm. other end. Yep. And then the other team catches it, and that's where they start from, correct? Yes.
0: Yeah. And or they then, let
1: it drop, right? Usually, it has they let to hit it hit the ground.
0: Um, it doesn't have to hit the ground. However, if you try and catch it, and, and you, you drop, drop it, it, it's a turnover.
1: Oh, so then it'll fumble and they'll be, you'll be right in yes. range to get the exactly. touchdown.
0: So most people let it drop to the ground just to be safe.
1: Oh, uh, okay. No mm-hmm. one's confident.
0: No. And some people are confident and then they drop it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love those people. So you don't want to be that person.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's the basic rules. Um, yep. You have uh, another fun thing in uh, Ultimate is... When you have someone defending, they kind of get in your face they do, uh, yeah. and try to stop you from being able to pass to someone else. Mm-hmm. And while they're doing that, they 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 count. Yes, you have, I believe, six seconds, ten seconds, ten seconds to wow. throw the disc. Yeah. It, it seems like a long, but uh sometimes the way they do it is they have to count out loud. Yes, what's the word they
0: say? Stall, stall one.
1: So sometimes. Because it's self-managed, these people who are counting out loud and defending you will be like stall one, stall two, stall three, <laughs> stall four, stop five, stall five, six, seven, ten. You're done. Penalty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then you call then, fast count. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, okay. We'll see. And this is why it's yeah. weird because it's like yeah. there's no ref. Yes.
0: Yeah. So and
1: fouls uh, get really interesting too in some of these where can people very, collide. Yep. Yeah, I think people have hurt each other more from hitting each other or landing yes. on an ankle. Yep. Uh, especially with those cleats, than with the frisbee. I still don't think the frisbee wins. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Nice. Uh, what were, did we finish number three? Basically, organization. organization.
0: Yeah, I would, I would say so. I think, I think we touched on that a little bit before too. But mm. just even the amount of, um, we're a competitive club at the university, so that means that we're recognized a bit and we're allowed to buy like gear that says York Lions Frisbee um well, that's cool yeah so that's kind of cool i didn't get any because i have a million bags and a million jackets already yeah from so many universities because you've been in school forever so i didn't think i needed to spend like 125 dollars on a bag and a jacket but that's um, kind of neat that it, you
1: get to be like i'm part but of it's the cool. guelph lions yeah exactly like, oh really you play yeah. on their soccer team yeah <laughs> no no baseball team <laughs> yeah. oh baseballs where did that fit in <laughs>
0: That goes That hurts. It does. See, I would I would put baseball and frisbee if you get hit by either one, although the baseball's traveling faster.
1: Yeah, I think baseball is a solid nine.
0: Yeah. It does yeah. not beat Javelin, but it's it's up there.
1: Okay, it's it's in second place now.
0: <laughs> um Sorry, I was going to say, oh, because we're a competitive team, we have to fill out all these forms. So I have to fill out a form that says we can participate in physical activity. We have to fill out a code of conduct form, all this stuff, because now we're officially representing the school. Right. So even just collecting all that from 20 different people is, can be trying.
1: Yeah. Difficult. And then there's the other word, um, or the other meaning of the word organization and mm-hmm. that you are, yeah, like you said, representing the organization, the school. hmm that's kind of interesting. I never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. You're not just like hanging out with a bunch of people, uh, being like hippies, throwing a frisbee around at the beach. You no. guys are actually representing your school, playing other yes. schools. Yes. So there is there is a certain requirement in that too.
0: Yep, you How have you to present yeah. yourselves. Yeah, exactly. That's why I have to sign this code of conduct and. Was All there that. anything
1: about uh, drinking? There's like, you're not allowed oh, yeah. to drink on the field. I know that. But what yes. about even like extracurricular outside of the games?
0: Not, I believe it was not on the field, in the cars, in the bus. I don't even think you're supposed to do it in the hotel rooms you oh, were staying wow. in. Which was an interesting point because... So
1: that's actually on your on your uh, waiver <laughs> or whatever, your I form? I think so,
0: on your code of conduct. Code of um, conduct. yeah. Hmm. Um, there was a, I, I didn't read all of it cause I was just like, yes, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Good it's job. like two pages long back to front. single You just, spaced, you just admitted ten, you, you ten are point taking fond. no liability. Pretty much. I know what the form says. It says if I die, I'm not going to blame the school about it.
1: <laughs> I am. How the hell did that happen? It's just a Frisbee. It's only a. What?
0: Six and a half. Six and, Six and, and a half,
1: half ten? out of 10. Yeah. Yeah no according to my notes <laughs> all right anywho anything else to had about uh, collegiate
0: um well i thought it was interesting because i was talking to um your aunt mm-hmm. on the weekend and we've um we chat on like facebook and stuff and i was just telling her how busy i was and how it was so hard to fit everything in that i wanted to do and i was listing things off and she's like not to mention that you know You're married, and you need to work on your marriage too. Mm. And I was like, "That's a really good point." Um, And it's almost—I know that I need to do it, but to tell an 18-year-old that no, I can't go (laughs) to practice today because I actually need to go home and hang out with my husband because I haven't seen him all Mm. week—almost seems like such a foreign concept for the 18-year-old. Like, yeah, I guess so. It's yeah, it can be yeah, really different and really hard to explain to a younger person who isn't married that this needs to happen. Sure. Well, and I, mean, I thought no. that was an interesting point to add into our podcast about marriage and society and living in Toronto.
1: There you go, yeah. so well, That's very fitting. Yes. And and I didn't even think about it because it's like, whatever, I'm easygoing. And I got hmm. my own schedule too. But hmm. that is a very valid point. And that's something, you know, that we discussed and learned a lot about before getting married with mm-hmm. our counseling course yeah, to prepare marriage for prep marriage. Prep <laughs> and it's like, yeah, there is you should put aside time. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's not just your buddy and whatever, anything goes like you got to be sensitive to each other's feelings.
0: Yeah. And it's not, it's just even just, you know, hanging out on the couch and just catching up with your days Mm -hmm. and just venting each other. Like maybe something really stressful happened at work or whatever. Like it's just getting all that, that out and really being a team and, um, you know, working together to solve some problems. But you need time to do it. You need time together to do it.
1: Yeah. Well, that's part of the reason why we're yeah. doing this right now, this podcast. Exactly. Boom.
0: So anyways, I thought that was an interesting point that she mentioned because it's not something that I would, I would say, like, comes up in conversation very often with the 20-year-olds.
1: Oh, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, makes, that makes perfect sense to me. Yes. I mean... <laughs> You need to dedicate time to your boyfriend. Like, I don't know. It is, it's different.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is different. It is different. I um, know when
1: I was in that situation, girlfriend, boyfriend, I always got upset when people said marriage is different or you got to, I don't know, mm-hmm. put more time into it. It's like, yeah. well, what about me? I'm in a committed relationship, blah, blah, blah. But yes. it's like, it is different. It is different. Mm-hmm. We share taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs>
0: Anyways, I think that's those are the kind of the main points I wanted to to talk about about my, my current experience and feelings with uh, university sports. Cool. I have a lot of fun with it, but it does it's uh yeah, starting to really make me tired.
1: That's fair. Mm-hmm. So next week.
0: Mm-hmm. Thanksgiving.
1: Are you are you going to Montreal next week or is that two weeks from
0: now? Two weeks from now is the supposed Montreal trip. Okay. I'm still Waiting to hear back what they're going to do about traveling there.
1: So this is going to be interesting mm-hmm. because, I mean, we've spoken on this podcast how yep. much we dislike driving to Montreal and yep. you've told me you don't want to drive to Montreal. Nope. But you've got this organization, you got this team loyalty issue mm-hmm. coming into play Yep, where, yeah, you don't want to do it, but... Someone's got to organize the team. Number Mm -hmm. two, you've got, you're totally fine with taking the train, and it only costs this much, but not everyone can spend $100 to go on the train. So Mm -hmm. I'm curious how this is going to go. I really don't want you to drive to Montreal, though.
0: I am...
1: To be responsible for it.
0: I'm very... I think the only situation where I would be comfortable doing it is if I had someone who could drive three hours and I would drive three hours to get there and to get back.
1: Right. But then, but in those situations, you're borrowing your parents' car. So someone else is driving your parents' car. That doesn't seem cool to me. I think they're okay
0: with that, actually.
1: Okay. But that situation. Or it's like, well, you're the old person on the team. You can rent us a car. Yes. And they're like, yeah, we can co-drive it with you. And you said, well, I have to get a co-driver thing. And like, no, no, don't worry about that. So it's yeah. like you're getting that that youthful, whatever. Don't sweat the details. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm worried that you, as the responsible adult, is just going to end up having to do all the work anyway. Again, kind you're going to be driving yeah. all the way both ways because mm-hmm. no plan, no organization has happened. And your team loyalty is you all the way to them.
0: <laughs> and
1: them none of them back to you. Yes. But I guess I'm a jaded person. We'll see how it turns out. Tune in in two weeks.
0: We'll see how it turns out. I definitely um, want to take responsibility and do this properly so that we are nice and well insured in case anything happens. God forbid. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I'm going to have some conversations with them along with my hi I can't go to all your practices you want to have PS what's your plan for driving I need to know what it is before I agree to anything thanks awesome yeah
1: let's talk TV TV talk time all righty then so last week we left off Mm -hmm. we picked two shows we were going to watch oops what (laughs) let me finish (laughs) One was Dragon's Den. We were on season 10. Mm -hmm. And the other was we started watching CK on Show Me. Yes. Now, something changed within those seven days. Mm -hmm. And that is Show Me announced bankruptcy, basically. And their services are going to shut down. So Mm -hmm. we did a great job of joining in and checking out what they're about. Basically, the last month that they exist. Yes. So... Uh since last week actually it was today we, we started episode number two of CK and uh they just made a bunch of jokes about your mother getting it in the butt and then we just stopped watching it. Yeah I turned it off.
0: We were having dinner. We we're having dinner. And it went on quite a while. For about
1: five minutes. Yeah. Um so we're done with that. <laughs> Short lived.
0: Do we need to, because we're on a 30-day free trial, do we need to, like, officially, like...
1: Tell them we are done? Like,
0: yeah. Tell them ex-nay so they don't uh, charge us? I don't know. Okay.
1: It's in your account, so...
0: Oh, so I have to go in and look at it. Okay.
1: Well, we, well, we'll explore that. Don't worry about it.
0: Actually, is it on my credit card? Because I just got a new credit card, so...
1: Okay. Well, it's then.
0: not going to work. Okay.
1: <laughs> Whatever. We'll worry about that later. So, anyway, basically, CK didn't happen. Sorry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, we loved them on uh, Parks and Rec, though. Yep,
0: yeah, that was my oops. We didn't get.
1: So, going back, we've been watching a ton of Dragon's Den. It's a great show. And it seems like once I ordered Show Me, it's like Dragon's Den just suddenly was like, oh, we're going to try harder. So, all those things that were bothering us was like, they don't have any new Canadian content. It's like they forgot about us. I They're about Netflix, making yeah. all of their own original content all the time. And then, mm-hmm. as soon as I signed up Show Me, it's like, Here's a new season of uh, Schitt's Creek, mm-hmm. and here's a new season, uh, or two seasons, of Dragon's Den. So I was like, great. We got stuff. Yeah. got lots of stuff. And then so a bunch great. of new movies popped up that we were both interested in. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So really, we haven't even used Show Me that much.
0: It's true. Yep. We got our Canadian content back. So I'm going to try and remember that, that it doesn't come until like the end of September, the new seasons of stuff. Yeah. Which is a long time to wait, but... It's so much better to watch something like Schitt's Creek without commercials and all that stuff. Or
1: internet lag. Yeah. We tried yeah. to watch it on the CBC player, and that was just horrible. Yeah. I mean, also, there are still commercial breaks with like mm-hmm. these ads that are mm-hmm. always the same ads that load yeah. over and over, and sometimes it plays it twice, mm-hmm. and then it comes back to the show, and then it goes error reading. Yeah. And you have to reset the whole page mm-hmm. and start over. And, and
0: then you have to watch the ad again. Horrible. <laughs>
1: Horrible, horrible experience. Anyway.
0: Thank you, Netflix, for bringing back those two shows for us.
1: Yeah, so it's been great. So we've been watching uh, Dragon's Den, and there's some new dragons. I think we talked a little bit about that last time. And we were really enjoying the dynamic, uh, certainly with the two new women on the show, Mm -hmm.
0: um, Mm -hmm.
1: who bring a lot of intelligence and a... Bit of sass.
0: Yep. Like, I was gonna say sass.
1: Uh, Arlene, who was on the show forever yep. and was fantastic, was much more of a motherly figure. She was very emotional, um, and she was very proud of being a woman. And it was like that; those that was her personality things. And she had to defend herself a lot too because there was only one woman mm-hmm. and four guys. Yeah. So it's nice now. There's a couple couple ladies on here. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like they have to defend themselves a bit over the
0: a little bit, yep.
1: The most well, mostly Jim because yeah. he's an old old man, old business, mm-hmm. so he doesn't quite understand some of this newer technology. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been really interesting, really interesting. Uh, that Michelle character, especially, yes. is uh, what's the word? She's feisty. She breaks the <laughs> rules. Like we yes. were watching an episode, and she went running off the stage to where the secret room is, where the yeah. the uh, pitchers get to talk amongst themselves and come mm-hmm. up with a plan. Yeah. She went and barged into the room, was like, "Hey, yeah. I, w- I want to revise my offer. You need to mm-hmm. take me." Yeah. Comes back and steals the plan from the other uh, dragons, uh-huh. essentially. Yeah. And I was like, "Wow, yeah. that's impressive!" Like this show's been on ten years. This is the tenth season, mm-hmm. and that's the first time anyone's like broken the rules and yeah. just done their own thing or
0: been like wait a minute I gotta go back there
1: yeah, yeah and I got the deal and it's like mm-hmm. whoa okay
0: Hmm. sneaky yep but super awesome she's like 30 years old oh really yeah super smart super business we were just talking today about how she is really intelligent and has all these great ideas that will usually come out um, but then also we'll just have this like giggle giggle yeah. or something so she's, she's still like got a- this like fun side to her which is cool to see
1: definitely so i have a couple notes from recent watching there's been a a few moments that i've really enjoyed and i just wrote down these little bullet points so i actually can't even understand how they're reference or mean anything yeah but here are some things people getting winded going down the stairs yes which (laughs) happens often
0: often yep because I think they've come upstairs and then they got to go downstairs.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's like. <laughs> I know.
0: It's, it's like a far. story.
1: Like, we yeah. go up and down three, three floors of stairs all the yeah. time. Not These people And they're way going way. down. Yeah, I know. Not up. <laughs> like, they'll go down the stairs and then they go, hey guys. My pitch is, woohoo. It's crazy. Yep. Um there was a pitch in which this guy mentioned that he had 30 years of facial hair experience. I thought that was
0: Yes. Pretty a, awesome. He had a beard.
1: A giant beard.
0: Mhm.
1: I'm like that's uh that's something you put on your resume.
0: And then it was funny cuz Manjeet said, "I'm of Indian background and I also have a lot of experience with facial hair." Yeah. Like the woman.
1: Yeah, I don't. They yeah.
0: I think they get the the upper Oh, Oh, she
1: was referring to herself. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was think just like so. being around Men.
0: No, I think it's herself. Wow. I think it's herself. So that was kind of interesting.
1: Uh, and then we have Joe. This is um, Joe Mimrim. Yeah.
0: Guy who came up with Joe Fresh.
1: And before that Club Monaco. And
0: before that Club Monaco. So
1: fashionista guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were saying last episode, he has these great put-downs that he says in such a very positive way.
0: Mm-hmm. Just uh, eloquent. Eloquent way.
1: So... I I tried to write some of them down. All I have is, it's a cute idea, but it's too competitive. That's Mm -hmm. not too mean. And this is a Mm -hmm. half-baked idea. I'm out. Yep. That's kind of rude. But generally, the, was it Majit? Manjeet? Manjeet. She's been the most mean. Mm -hmm. She's the most like Kevin O'Leary used to be back in the day.
0: What like nowhere near? Nowhere
1: near because
0: how extreme he could go?
1: Yeah, because O'Leary would just say, but "Your it. idea is horrible. I hate you, and you need to burn it right now on yes. fire." Yeah,
0: you need to go burn this, and yeah.
1: hopefully, you die after. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like, uh, wow, no, nice. she doesn't go there, but she comes in and she's like, "You have no business plan. You have no money. Um, this isn't <laughs> this isn't the dream den. <laughs> it's the dragons den." Yeah, <laughs> she always says, "My friend." You'll notice now she'll say, "My friend."
1: Who is my friend?
0: Manjeet. That's how she refers to the pitchers usually.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, She'll be my like, friend. Listen, my
0: friend. Your idea yada, is terrible. Yada, yeah. yeah.
1: You need to leave now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good friend. Basically, yeah.
1: Um, what I wanted to say, I have one more point on here, mm-hmm. uh, and it just says Canada is awesome. Um, and what I've been enjoying on this show in particular is there was this episode where they really the company was doing. Fairly successful, but not great, great, great. And they are like, our plan is to move into the States. Mm-hmm. And all five of them were like, this country's good, man. You need to just prove yourself here before mm-hmm. you launch yourself into that global and big of a market. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we saying 20 times population?
0: From Canada, Canada to, the to the United US? States, it's 10 times population. Ten so times, we okay. have... Thirty-six million now, because of the influx of refugees and immigrants, and the U.S. has three hundred and
1: sixty, yeah, something
0: like that. Yeah, so ten times.
1: So that was actually really neat, and it was it was great how they explained it. And you know, I wish I could write better notes for myself to remember this, but uh, they did. uh, They made some really nice points about there's a lot of opportunities in this country, and all of us have done very well here. You should just embrace the country you're in.
0: It's true. Although Manjeet's brewery is in Wisconsin, I think. But she's Canadian and she lives, I think she lives in Calgary. I'm not sure. Anyways, Uh, so that's funny. I don't think Michelle lives in Canada either. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) I think she lives in Chicago.
1: (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, then that's funny.
0: (laughs) However, Weckerly does live in. And Jim does. Yeah. And Jim does. I believe those two are the most wealthy too. uh, Joe Mimram. I think he does as well
1: it's a good question that's i'm right. not sure
0: no they did because they showed his mansion in toronto right Ooh. yeah in that little like intro right thing yeah so he does have a home in toronto okay. i think that's a good i think that's a good cover there's been some really fun pitches and we've been really laughing and enjoying this season
1: so i'll take mm-hmm. some more notes i guess for next time and maybe you can too Mm -hmm. Um, I'll try to do a better job taking them.
0: I want to try and grab like a good quote to uh, really describe like what Joe is saying.
1: And it's his delivery too, though. Yeah,
0: it is. He's just so like calm. I feel like if you were in a crisis, he'd just be like, no.
1: We're in a whole lot of trouble right now. And we're probably all going to die. Mm -hmm. And this was a horrible idea.
0: Yep. But. um,
1: I wish you the best. I'm out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, so yeah, I think that's a good that's a good summary. We're enjoying that. I think we're just gonna stick with that to the end, and then I don't know what we're gonna do. Oh,
1: <laughs> well, we'll find out next time
0: running through our shows.
1: So yeah. until next time, please send us uh, an email at ordinary podcast at gmail dot com
0: or visit our website ordinary Yeah,
1: all the details should be there as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And thanks to Field Processor as always, um, and I believe the new little TV jingle is processor too no it's not
1: tv jingle
0: don't you have a little background music oh that's the TV just me section oh that's just you that's just me that's just Pete.
1: uh yeah so, that's so what until next time
0: take one more
1: for the road